This is HPR episode 2516 entitled Intro to Git Branch. It is hosted by Klaatu and is about 44 minutes long and carries a clean flag. The summary is Intro to Git Branch. This episode of HPR is brought to you by archive.org. Support universal access to all knowledge by heading over to archive.org forward slash donate. Two and you're listening to Act Public Radio. This is the third episode in my Intro to Git series. Today we're going to talk about Git branches. Git branches are really, really important. They're kind of the killer feature of Git, I guess. Or at least they're very important to, to Git's functionality. So in order for Git to really work well, you want to be able to take work that is getting done and make it a little bit modular. And that's what branching lets you do. You can You can start work on something put it into a branch, and no one will know that you're doing that thing. Not not for secrecy purposes, just because that way when they go in to do to add some feature or fix some bug, they're not accidentally trampling all over the file that you are working on right now. But what happens when someone works on a file and you are working on a file, you both have branches, and then you both try to commit those changes to the same location. Well, that's something that that Git can handle, and we will cover that in this episode. So let's get started. So last episode, we set up kind of a local workspace consisting of a directory called Alice, a directory called Bob, and a directory called Fake Remote. Alice and Bob are our developers. Fake Remote is the server that exists somewhere out there in the world. So right now, both Alice and Bob are working on master, on the master branch. That's kind of bad practice. It's considered once you once you start working with lots of people or once you start making lots of changes, really, you, you don't really want to work on your master branch because, I mean, in a way, you're kind of... Well, you're, you're, you're no longer leveraging the modularity that, that Git branches affords you. So you don't really want to do that. So it's very, very common to make a new branch when you start working on something. And that way you can work on this branch, you can save all your changes... And later, once you're, once you feel comfortable with what you've got, you or the project lead can then merge this branch into the master branch, and it becomes kind of part of the official distribution or the, the official release, I should say. So let's first just let's let's look at making branches. So let's go into Alice's directory because that's the way we've been going. So uh, if we do a git branch git space branch, it, it returns to us all the branches that exist. And you remember that we did that once before in the, the previous episode, actually. We did git branch, and we we did a secret git branch command called git branch dash dash all, or if you're into short commands, dash a. Git branch dash a uh, shows you the, your master branch that is located on this computer, on this physical box. Uh, and then we th- there's also it turns out a remotes slash origin slash master, which as we learned in the previous episode, is a branch that that exists over on the on the on the server on the fake remote server. So that exists. That's just something to, important to keep in mind. So if we do the git branch master is shown. Now we can create a new branch 
and simultaneously switch to that branch in, all in one command, and that's how everyone does it. There is a way to do it separately, kind of like I, I don't use git pull, I use git fetch and git merge in these in these episodes. Um, I, I'm not going to do it separately for this one. Git git the the com, the composite command just it honestly just makes more sense. So the way to do this is the the way that everyone does this is git checkout dash b for branch and then the name of the branch that you want to create and change to. So we're going to call this one uh, Alice underscore dev. It says switched to a new branch, Alice underscore dev. And if I do a git branch, I see that, yep, the Alice underscore dev has a little asterisk by it, so it's the active branch. Uh, I don't know if you can hear that, but there is construction happening outside my apartment, so... Apologies. And then there's the master branch, which is all alone down at the bottom, kind of being ignored and not highlighted. That's good. So if I do a cat of, well, if I do an ls, I see that I still, nothing's really changed. I've got 01.txt, and if I cat 01.txt, it's hello world dot uh, blank line welcome to git dot. And that's that's the, the file. That's just as I left it on master, as far as I can recall. So not not that exciting but what is cool is that we can we can now change things we can do weird things with with this branch so we can do emacs uh, 01.txt and i will rewrite this i'll say hello world uh, with an exclamation mark and then instead of a blank line i'll put some dashes to make it look like an underline and then i'll put a blank line on line 3 pushing welcome to git down to line 4 and then I will add some uh, welcome to git version control there. So we, we've got a couple of changes there in this branch. So I can now git add dot or git add 01.txt, whichever I prefer, and then git commit dash m for message, and I can say made the file prettier. So I think I'm good to push. Now, Pushing a new branch to a remote server is a little bit of a tricky thing, which is weird because, I mean, it's pretty common. But but there are lots of different ways that you might want to manage your branches. Rather than going into all the different use cases for, for managing branches, because I think you'll possibly... I think when you hit upon them in real life, you will understand... It will just come naturally to you, in other words. If, you, if, you, if you're managing something and you realize, oh, I don't need that branch to be on the remote, like, I don't need to track this on the remote, then you'll know when that happens. So, what you can do, then, is git push, and then dash u. Dash u stands for any variety of of changing option. It, it used to be dash dash set dash upstream, and now I think it's dash dash set dash upstream dash 2, or something like that. Either way, you can just use git push dash u for... Uh, set upstream or something like that. It depends on the version of, of Git you're using. Git push dash u origin, because we're pushing things to the origin. And then, of course, what are we pushing? Well, we're pushing head. Capital H, E, A, D. Capital H, capital E, capital A, capital D. Um, and then hit return. And it tells you the branch Alice dev set up to track remote branch Alice dev from origin. And everything is up to date now. So what happened there is that we pushed the branch and we have linked this branch on my local box, this Alice underscore dev. We have linked it to the one that we just pushed it to pushed to the remote server. You can push it without doing that, and it will behave differently. 
but I think more often than not, in real life, most use cases, you're going to find that what you really want to do is get push-u origin head. You only have to do the dash u the first time you push, because from now on, it is set to track the remote branch. Now you can, if you want, you can just keep doing dash u. When in doubt, add the dash u on your push, uh, but but you don't have to. You only have to do that really technically the first time that you push that, that branch. Because the remote server doesn't know that the branch dev exists. All it's aware of right now is master. So we've just pushed a new one to the remote, so we, we need to tell it, hey, this branch is is also here on this local machine, so when I do a git pull from now on, you you pull from dev as well. That's why we do that. Okay, so now if we cd over into Bob's directory, and we do a git, uh, let's do a git, well, let's do a git branch first. And we see that we we we're, we just have master here. No, there's nothing, nothing of interest here. Uh, so let's do a git branch dash dash all. If you'll recall from the previous episode, that was a way to look at branches that include both the local branches on on our local machine and the ones over on the remote, remote server. So git branch dash dash all shows for me master remote's origin head and remote's origin master and and remote's origin head points to origin master so that's that's kind of what we would have expected really so now let's do a git fetch and it looks like it has found new information on the server and it tells us a new branch exists called alice underscore dev and that is on origin slash or uh, alice underscore dev, and we can do a git branch dash dash all, or dash a, if you like short commands, uh, short options, and and now we indeed have a new branch available. So there's master, there's remote's origin head, there's remote's origin alice underscore dev, and there's remote's, under, uh, re remote's origin master. So, so alice's branch is appearing sort of in our table of contents, but it's not something that Bob created. It's not something that Bob really probably has been invited to muck around in. And so it's just kind of hanging out there off off in the distance. It's existing. It, it's on the server. We, we can see that it's there. But there's not a good reason for us to have it in our active sort of default git branch listing. So Bob could create his own branch. You could call it BobDev. And he could he could do things on Bob Dev, uh, and in fact, I guess let's go ahead and do that now. So if you'll recall, it's a git checkout dash b for Bob underscore Dev, and he will go into. Oh, did we switch to it? Let's do a git branch to make sure. Yes, we're now on Bob Dev, and so now let's go into Emacs 01.txt. So the version that Bob has on his computer is the old version. Hello world. Period blank line, welcome to git, period. So that's the old version. Now you'll recall that Alice just modified this. So what we're going to do is we're going to change it drastically. So let's say that Bob Bob kind of was thinking the same thing. He's like, well, we need to we need to make this a little bit more formal. So he goes in and, and starts doing some stuff, and he, and he defaults to maybe markdown. So he, he does a hash symbol, and he puts, um, he, uh, we'll put an introduction 
that's what we'll call it, hash, introduction, the first line of which is hello world, and we'll keep that as is, but that's now been pushed down to line three. Line four is now blank, and it says welcome to git, and then he's going to do, he's going to be clever, and he's going to do a man git, and he sees that git calls itself the stupid content tracker. That's right out of the man page, so he's going to grab that and paste it in there, Welcome to Git, comma, the stupid content tracker. I don't think it's stupid, but I guess the devs do. So there we go. We've got six lines. Bob's a little bit verbose. And um, and that's his version of it. So now we're going to do a git add dot. We'll do a git status just to make sure that we know what we're working with. Yeah, changes to be committed is 01.txt. So he will do a git commit. And for his commit message, he'll say that, um, you know, Bob added some markdown. Very little markdown, but that's what he did. Uh, and then we'll do a git push-u origin head. So now we've got, we've got two branches, Alice dev and Bob dev. Each one of those exists on the individual developer's machines. And they're different. They're the same file. They, they've made different changes to the same file. So I'm going to switch back over to Alice. And let's assume that Alice maybe is in charge of this uh, project because she was the first one in. So let's say that she's she's pretty comfortable with her changes lately. She's feeling pretty good about it. So she decides that she's going to merge her changes from Alice Dev into the master branch. So to do that, she would do a git checkout of master. And then if she's a if she's a, a, a good git user, she would instinctively do a git pull. And she does. Now when she does a git pull, she might she would have the reason she'd have been doing that, the git pull or the git fetch, whatever, is because she she wants she she wants to make sure that master is up to date on her local machine. Now if she's the project lead. She probably feels pretty comfortable that it is, but maybe she has several computers. She's not sure which one she was at last, so she thinks, okay, well I'm going to go ahead and do a git pull to make sure that this is all as as up to date as possible. Now when she did that, because because git is not stupid, um, git fetches things like Bob Dev. Which she didn't. Alice didn't know Bob Dev existed, but but there it is, Bob Dev, the branch. I mean, she knows she knows that Bob exists because she's given Bob permission to muck around on the on the fake remote server. But but she didn't know that he had, he had created recently a new branch called Bob underscore Dev. So now if she's if she's very clever, um, or not so clever because there are only there's only one file in the whole repository, so she might want to look at what what is in what what what's going on here in the Bob Dev branch. She could do that, um, and the way that she would do that is she would do first uh, git branch dash a to list all of the branches, and she would see that there is a Bob Dev now. Well, if she wants to, if she wants to sort of, I think of it as activating a, a branch, because on her machine she's got master and she's got Alice Dev. So if she wants to look into Bob Dev, she needs to pull that down off the server. By default, git does not give her Bob Dev, because Bob Dev belongs to Bob. So why does she need a copy of that? She she probably doesn't. I mean, that's why branches exist, so that you don't have to go in 
and muck around in each other's workspace. So she would probably, uh, you know, if she wants to do this, and, and it's reasonable under in these circumstances that she might want to do that. So, and besides, she's the project lead, so she has every right to do that. So, I mean, Bob should, would Bob would expect, and 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 it would be fine. I would I would hope. I mean, what kind of project would it be if you didn't trust other people to, you know, if you, if you didn't want your work to be looked at by others? That would be weird. So, um, so it's not like an invasion of privacy is what I'm trying to tell you. It's just it. You can look at the other files. It's just by default, Git doesn't clutter up your workspace with other people's uh, work in progress. So we're going to do a git checkout of bob underscore dev, or actually origin slash bob underscore dev. Now the result looks a little bit scary. Uh, git warns you that you are now in a detached head state. You can look around, make experimental changes, and commit them, and you can discard any commits you make in this state without impacting any branches by performing another checkout. If you want to create a new branch to retain commits that you create, you may do so now or later by using the dash b with the checkout command again. Example, get checkout dash b bob underscore dev. So in other words, right now, because bob dev, that layer that we've fetched, is, if you'll recall, I think last time I was using gimp layers as an example, it's kind of a floating layer right now. It's not, it hasn't been locked down and anchored to anything. So by checking it out, you can look at it, but you're not necessarily, you know, you haven't really brought it down to your local workspace. And 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 you can look at this. I mean, so we're so we're in this weird detached head head state. So in terms of the tape recorder, the the playhead is is above the the tape. It is not playing anything. It's just kind of hovering over there. So if we do a cat 01.txt, we see Bob's version of that file. Uh, hash introduction, hello world, welcome to get the stupid content tracker. I don't think it's stupid, but I guess the devs do. Alright, so now now Alice knows that Bob has been editing the same file as she has been. And that's a good thing to know. Now, a lot of times when there are lots and lots of files and lots and lots of developers working, you just don't... I'm sorry, there's there's construction going on outside my apartment. So if you hear, like power tools, that's that's why. So anyway, in real life, when you have a lot of files and a lot of different devs working on a lot of different files, you, you don't, you're not going to check out every single branch that pops up in your hidden branch dash dash all list and see what's going on and make sure that it's, it's everything's clear. I mean, that would just be ridiculous. That's, that's silly. So Alice would have done that in this specific situation because there's only there's literally only one file in their repository. So she might have thought, oh gee, I wonder what Bob Dev is up to because quite possibly he's you know doing the same thing that I'm doing. And in this case, she would have seen that, yeah. But let's pretend like it's real life, and and she didn't she didn't think, oh, I should look at Bob's branch. That would be great to do. She wouldn't actually care. So we're going to check out Alice underscore dev again. So we're going to do git checkout Alice underscore dev. We'll just do a cat of 01 again. And it's back to her version. Hello world exclamation point underline welcome to git version control. So she's happy with this. So she's going to go over to the master branch. Git checkout master. And cat01 again. Okay, that's the old version. So I think at this point she's ready to merge this into master. So she's going to do a git merge. And then she's going to put master. 
because she likes to do explicit commands, even though she knows that she wouldn't have to do master, it'll just default to her current master, her, her current branch. But she'll do git merge master space Alice underscore dev. And it says, hey, it's updating from 1E4 to 2.6.2, fast forwarding, 01.txt5, so three, plus, three additions and two minuses, one file changed, three insertions, two deletions. And now if we do a cat 01.txt, we see that it is indeed her version, her, her, her development version of Hello World has now been committed to, to, this, uh, to this branch, to the master branch. So now if we do a git log, and I'm going to do the dash dash one line trick so that I can see it all on one screen. Uh, and I'm going to pipe it to T, apparently, so that I don't get dumped into less. Uh, then we see that, yes, she's got three, lo- she's got three uh, commits, three log entries. She's got uh, 262, which has made the file prettier, 1E4, which is Bob's first commit, and then D52 added a text file. So there we go. That's great. Some things have happened. But now let's just experiment around and see what would happen, for instance. I, I mean, we could do this either way. We could say that either Mary has decided to merge Bob's version into to Master, which probably would be the realistic way to do it, because someone would ha- someone has to have the final say, and that's usually the project lead. So if Alice is project lead, then she would probably be the final say as to what actually gets merged into Master. And what would really happen is that Bob would email her and say, hey, I've got a new branch, it's called Bob underscore dev, and I've pushed it to, to the remote, to fake remote. Uh, it's got some really great changes in there. Do you, can you look at it and see if if it could merge, you could merge that into the Master branch? And he would probably hopefully say it a lot less verbosely than that. Although Bob, I think we've established, is kind of verbose. So so that's what would happen in real life. Now, in in the other real life, where the cloud is king, people push their branches. Well, they, So they, they make a fork of a project, which is annoying. And then you go in and make your changes. And then you go back to the web, and you go into the website, and you click a little button that says... Uh, pull request, or if you're hip, it's a PR. So you issue, you you create this PR, and then the 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 project lead, the person managing the repo, the real repo that you forked, uh, looks at it and says, "Oh, someone wants to merge some stuff," and they look at your changes and they they decide if they want to keep it, and then they click accept, and then and in the background, Git Hub or Git Lab or or whatever you're using does the the git merging of different branches and and that's that's a perfectly acceptable way to do it it's just a little bit annoying for me because that means you have to open up a a web browser and you have to go in and click on the thing and and it's just it i would rather just do this all in in git personally but it's pretty popular these these uh social coding platforms so it's it's really really common to go in and and create a pull request and and as i say in that model you don't actually even bother cloning the repository first you ha- you you first f- quote unquote fork the repository which is weird because yes it's a fork but it's not really a fork because you're actually working on something that you're going to push back to the project that's not forking anymore that's the you're you're just you're sort of just you're really just branching but anyway so you fork it, you clone your own fork, and then you 
go back to the original and create a pull request so that they can then, you know, behind the scenes, get something, get cloud, whatever, can uh, create a new remote to your your to your forked repository, pull fetch the changes from said repository, delete the remote so that now it doesn't exist anymore, and present it to the the project owner for a merge. Great. Um, but it's all magic. It happens behind the scenes. You don't have to worry about it. Okay, so what I'm trying to say, I guess, is that in real life, I think Alice would do this merge. Uh, so I guess let's just go with that. Um, yeah, why not? Let's do that. Let's 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 just do it. So we're we're gonna do git branch. So we're she's on master right now. So remember to see Bob Dev. She just did a git checkout uh, Bob Dev, and it said that uh, you can do that. You can do a. a Bob Dev is we've we've done a git pull so Bob Dev exists in in the floating layer and so it just it created and it it has created and switched over to Bob Dev because we just did a straight git checkout Bob Dev. So if we do a git branch we see that we are on Bob Dev now. And we can do a cat of a 01.txt and there's an introduction and a hello world and welcome to get the stupid content tracker. Great. Alright, so now we're going to check out master again because we've got Bob Dev locally. And she's going to try to, well, she'll do a git pull again just to make sure that nothing has changed. It's already up to date. Okay, cool. And so now we're going to try to do a git merge into master, which is the current branch of Bob Dev. Bob underscore dev. And it says auto merging 01.txt. And then it says conflict content. Merge conflict in 01.txt. Automatic merge failed. Fix conflicts. And then commit the result. So that's scary. A lot of people get very worried about messages like that. And it can be scary, I will admit. Um, but don't worry, it's first of all recoverable. And second of all, your data is not in danger. A lot of people get really freaked out about that and think, oh my gosh, I'm going to lose all my changes. Conflicts have happened. Things have gotten lost. No, nothing's gotten lost. That's the, that's one of the strengths of Git, is that these things can happen and you don't have to worry about them. So what we're going to do, is we're going to go just straight off the bat, just emacs01.txt. Why? Well, because it said uh, conflict merging uh, merge conflict in 01.txt. So we know where the problem is. It's in 01.txt. So here's a um, here's a, a sample of an incur of a conf of a conflicted merge experience, and it's kind of easy to see when it's something so basic. Uh, a lot of times in real life, you know, it'll be a lot. There's a lot more text, and things kind of get lost in the in the shuffle. But, um, but there it is. So this is actually a pretty a pretty uh, sort of an unexciting conflict, to be honest, because it's basically you can have this or you can have that because the the files have have diverged so heavily. So we have. The first line, we have a bunch of chevrons, um, less than, 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 head. And then it says, hello world, exclamation mark, 
dash 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 welcome to get version control and then a bunch of equal signs so the equal signs is the divider everything above those equal signs as you can possibly guess is head that that's where the that's where the current state of the repository is right now it's head right everything that's been committed is in head and and that is the head of the repository right now hello world dash 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 welcome to get version control okay and then there's the equal signs and then there's the hash introduction hello world welcome to get the stupid blah 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 and then a bunch of greater than signs and then bob dev so in other words everything from that equal those equal signs down to those chevrons is the stuff that's conflicting from from bob dev so how do we resolve this well we have to choose we have to choose which one we want so what we can do is we could say well first of all we can get we can ditch the headline we we don't need that anymore we don't need the equal signs and we don't need the bob dev so i'm just cutting those lines and we get to just play around really we get to just restructure this file so hello world exclamation underline 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 i like that version better i think that makes more visual sense so i'm going to get rid of the introduction thing that bob dev wrote and then I'm going to choose to keep his version of the welcome to get the stupid content tracker dot, but I'm going to get rid of his commentary um, afterwards. So we're down to four lines. Hello world, underline, underline, blank line, welcome to get the stupid content tracker. I'll save that. I'll close it. And so now we've resolved the conflicts. That's, that's how you uh, resolve a merge conflict. You just go into the file, you edit it such that there are no more conflicts marked and then you do a git uh, it says to git commit the changes so we'll do a git add01.txt git commit and we'll put um, combining bob dev into master so if we do a git log we see that we have a couple new entries so we have 7e6 uh, we have combining bob dev into master so that's what we just did and then we have Delta Foxtrot 1, Bob added some markdown. So that was Bob's actual commit. That was his, that's him adding in his Bob underscore dev. And then we have 262, made the file prettier. That was Alice's dev commit. And then we have 1E4, Bob's first commit, and D52 added a text file. Now, is Alice done? No, Alice is not done. What has she not done yet? She is not pushed. So if we are in, let's just make sure that we're where I think we are. We are, we are in master. So what we need, what Alice would need to do at this point to make sure that everyone gets her, her changes is to do a git push origin head. And now if we switch back over to Bob, and he is on Bob dev right now, which is fine. So we'll just do a git fetch. Let's just do that. And we see that, yep, sure enough, there's new data on the on the server, on the fake remote. 1e4 to 76, master to origin master. Okay, great. So now if we do a cat of 01.txt, it's still Bob's version of the file with the markdown. But he knows from his git fetch that there's new that there was new stuff coming down from master. So he's going to see... No, he's not going to cd. He's going to git checkout into master. And then he's going to, uh, it says, when I check out master, it says, switched to branch master. Your branch is behind origin master by three commits and can be fast forwarded. Use git pull to update your local branch. 
Okay, sounds good. Let's do a git pull, and we do a git pull, and it says it's updating from 1e4 to 76. Fast forward 01.txt, three insertions, two deletions. Okay, now cat01, and it's it's the new version. It's the combined version of, of both of both Alice and Bob. So we'll do a git checkout of Bob underscore dev, and we do a cat01 of .txt, and oh, we're back to Bob's version. Okay, so in this case, rather than merging to master, we actually want to do the opposite. We want to merge what what's in master, the newest update stuff, updated stuff, into our own branch. Could we just create a new branch based on master? Well, sure we could, but no one would ever do that because then you know you'd have a branch for every time master gets updated, which would be weird. So you can do a git merge bob underscore dev space master. And it's telling me that there have been eight things, three insertions and five deletions. And then if we do a cat01.txt, it looks like it is the combined version now. Hello world, exclamation, underline, welcome to get stupid content tracker. Great. So we're we're up to speed. Now if we do status, it should tell us that uh, we're on branch Bob Dev, but our branch is ahead of origin Bob Dev by two commits. Hmm, that's weird. Why would it why would it be ahead? How can something be ahead by two commits? Well the reason is because Bob Dev hasn't been the, the we're now on a new version of Bob Dev and we haven't we haven't made these changes live yet. So what we'll do is do a git add dot so we're adding everything which is 01.txt and then we'll do a git commit and we'll say merging latest updates from master into Bob Dev and then we'll do a git push origin head. And now if we do a git status, we see that we're on branch bob dev and that our branch is up to date with origin bob dev. There you go. Now we're now we're all in sync again. Okay, so what I was going to show you is that we could we could go back at this and we could do an emacs01.txt and we could go here to the bottom of the of the page and start adding some more text to use git effectively listen to Klaatu's introduction to git on HPR. Okay, so now we've got a new line at the bottom of our on line six of our of our file. And he's gonna add that, he's gonna commit it uh, linked or yeah, referenced HPR, and then we'll do a git push origin head, and we're good to go. So now we'll go back over to Alice's uh, place. We'll see what branch she's on. She's on master still, so let's get her back over onto Alice Dev because that's where she does her work. Oops, tried to create a new branch. I meant to say checkout. Get checkout Alice underscore Dev. And now she wants to make some changes to this file, but before she does that, she would certainly, being a very good Git user, uh, make sure that she, her branch is up to date. Now, if she does a Git status, and this is where it kind of gets tricky sometimes, you, you see that she's on branch Alice Dev, but her branch is, as far as her branch knows, up to date with Origin Alice Dev. I mean, that's true. And it's pretty common practice, I think, that when you're finished with a branch, you basically ditch the branch. In this particular case, she certainly could do that. She could just do a git branch 
dash D for delete, Alice underscore dev, and that would blow that away. And why wouldn't she? Because she's made her changes, she's merged them into master, she's basically done with this branch. And and when your workflow is uh, one branch per uh, bug fix, or one branch per feature add, then then that really does make sense. You can delete a branch when you're finished with it, and and then and, and then you're just back on master. And when you're ready to work again, you make a new branch, which bases itself. You know, you branch off of master. Now, Bob already showed you the 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 alternate way of doing that, which is to merge master into Bob Dev. Alice is a little bit more experienced, maybe, so she she's just going to do exactly what I said that she could do. So she's going to go back over to master. She's going to do a git branch dash d for delete Alice underscore dev, and it has deleted that branch. Now if we do a git branch, we see that there's Bob dev and there's master. And she's going to create a new branch. She's going to do a git checkout dash b for branch, and she'll just call this Alice revision. She doesn't really have a very good naming scheme for her branches. But without a bug tracker, it's kind of sometimes hard to to come up with a good naming scheme. Um, if you have a good uh, if you have a bug tracker, a lot of times you can just name your branches, you know, some you know, the the some descriptive string and then underscore the the number of the bug uh, the, that you're fixing or that you're, you're that you're answering. But anyway, here we are. So we're on the new Alice revision uh, version of this uh, of her workspace, and we're going to do emacs01.txt, and we see that that the what she believes is the current version, well, certainly the current ver the latest version of master uh, is here. So she's not going to add a line, but it, she is going to go in and say, uh, let's do, let's get rid of that stupid content tracker. We'll just do welcome to git. Uh, full stop, and then we'll do. Um, this is a version control system of indeterminate intelligence. There, so she's changed a line. She's changed line four. She hasn't added any lines. She's altered one. So now we're going to do a git add 01.txt. We're going to do a git commit dash m. Um, added wit and then we'll get push of course it's a new branch right so we have to do a get push dash u origin head and and once again we're back at that situation where we've got divergent versions of this project so mary uh no alice rather whatever her name is uh, is is still the the project lead so she's going to check out master and maybe she's going to merge, get merge master with Alice from Alice revision. And that went through just fine. So if I do a cat zero one, then we see her new version with the with the witty uh, line four. But the moment she tries to merge in something from Bob, that's when it's going to get fun. So first she'll do a git fetch. And she'll see when she does the git fetch, hey, there's some new stuff on Bob underscore dev. Okay, well, that's interesting to see. So she can do a git checkout again um, of origin slash Bob dev because she doesn't want to necessarily, she, she's fine with being in a, de a detached state. So she does a cat01.txt and she sees that he's added a line, but that his line four is the old version of the line. So he's got six lines. But line four is the old version. Everything up to from from 
line one to four is is the old version. So that that's going to cause some conflict. So now she's going to check out. She's going to do the uh, get checkout Bob underscore Dev, which is her local version of Bob's uh, branch. It tells her your branch is behind Origin Bob, but Bob. Uh, dev by three commits and can be fast forwarded. Use use git pull to update the local branch. Okay, git pull, and it looks like there are eight changes. That should sound familiar because that's what happened when Bob Dev um, updated his from from master. So then we do, and actually those are actually there's something different there. But anyway, um, so we're gonna do a cat 01, and yeah, it's his new version. So then she's going to switch over to master and she's going to do oh get checkout master not get branch master and then she's going to do a git merge and she knows that there's going to be a conflict so she's doing this confidently git merge master from bob dev and sure enough it says conflict merge conflicts in 01.txt so we open that up again and this is a little bit more interesting so we have hello world underscore 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 blank line and then we get the the head uh, designator, and it says, Welcome to Git. This is the version control system of indeterminate intelligence. So that's Mary's latest change that she merged with Master. Then under that, there is Welcome to Git, the stupid content tracker, and then the, the new line, to use Git effectively, listen to Klaatu's introduction. And that's Bob's version. So as you can see, the common element that they that their, that their file shared, which was hello world is free to merge there's no problem there the stuff that starts to get a little bit complicated are the the lines below that and that's more often what you're going to see so we're going to keep mary's witty line we're going to keep bob's final line about listening to me on hpr because why wouldn't i it's about me uh so we'll save it we'll close and then she can do a git uh, add 01, a git commit uh, incorporated Bob's version about HPR. And then she will, of course, do a git push origin head. And that way, we, next time Bob starts working, he'll be able to see that there are changes to master. He'll be able to pull those changes and merge them into whatever he's working on, or at least merge them into his master branch, and continue on smartly. Of course, we won't. This episode is, is long enough, so I'll, I'll end this discussion of this intro to branching now, and, and I'll revisit it in the next episode, because there's more to talk about, and I think when you start making commits like this, one of the, one of the obvious questions, maybe not right now as you're just listening to it, but eventually you're going to think, well, okay, well, it's version control, so how do I see the other versions? How do I go back and forth between versions? How do I check out old versions? How do I restore from an old version? All those kinds of questions. A lot of that, honestly, is going to be stuff that you that you you come across and you think, oh my gosh, I need to do this very specific thing. I will search on the internet for how to do it, and then I will find a magical command that does exactly what I want, and I will do that, and then you'll continue on your way. However, that doesn't mean you can't practice a little bit beforehand. And that's what we'll do next time. Don't miss it. You've been listening to Hacker Public Radio at hackerpublicradio.org. We are a community podcast network that releases shows every weekday, Monday through Friday. Today's show, like all our shows, was contributed by an HBR listener like yourself. 
If you ever thought of recording a podcast, then click on our contribute link to find out how easy it really is. Hacker Public Radio was founded by the Digital Dog Pound and the Infonomicon Computer Club and is part of the binary revolution at binrev.com. If you have comments on today's show, please email the host directly, leave a comment on the website or record a follow-up episode yourself. Unless otherwise stated, today's show is released under a Creative Commons Attribution Sharealike 3.0 license. Thank you.